Welcome to episode 28 of the Monkey Business Show. We brought Peter back. What's up, Peter? I love the Monkey Business Show. We're always clowning around. Show. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Seam today here. What's Hello. up, buddy? Very nice to meet hey, you. Bro. Never met you before. Nice to meet you. I'm a stranger. Johan, you're back as well. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, sir. Okay, well, we have a lot to talk about today, Dota related, and we thought it was really important to bring Peter, as he always brings this cheerful and jolly personality to everything he does. And obviously, it seemed, uh, I think, was important also as well to bring you here. You know, you've been in the center of a hurricane or some of the drama or controversy lately. And yeah. yeah, well, I mean, come on, I'm not going to start with Alliance, but dude, how are you doing? <laughs> you good? I'm doing good. Just chilling. Okay. You okay? I'm Let's feeling... Get an intro. Let's get an intro from Sam. To Sam, tell us everything, man. Who All are right. you? Where'd you come from? So, I'm raised in England, London all my life. My parents are Pakistani. Okay. So, I've been playing Dota since I was like 12, like on and off. And while I was playing Dota, I was playing also football as well. Like on an amateur level. I, what kind of football? Just making sure. Soccer, you mean, right? Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not the American one. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then up until eighteen, I like got seven k MMR or six k, and then I thought I could climb the ranks higher, so I kept playing more and more, and I spent more time being inside instead of going out. And yeah, here I am now playing Dota, trying to compete. But how did? How did you end up on Alliance? You know, getting on teams can often be a little political. So yeah. I'm curious, like, where was your connection? Uh, Who was your friend? I started off in 2019. It was like a last minute stack with Peksu for the qualifiers. We got into nice. the close, but we didn't uh, qualify to TI. It was, I think it was Chaos with Matu in that team. They qualified that year. And then I decided to take a break to finish school. I came back last year and I was just grinding pubs. I joined this team called Into the Breach for the first season. We didn't do so well, so we kind of disbanded. And then Aramis kind of hit me up and saying like, you want to try out for Alliance on offlane? And I also switched positions when I was playing in Into the Breach. And I hesitated at first because you know, it's like you're joining Alliance is kind of a big team and I'm just some random guy. But uh, I went with it and we started trailing. I passed the trial and then I started playing with them. Things were looking good. Of course, you know, we weren't winning every game. But yeah, that's how I kind of ended up being in Alliance. Nice, man. S so what kind of what's your roles been so far? What's your favorite? I was, and what did you? When I was in 2019, I was playing mid, and then when I came back, I was playing offline. In pubs. And what's your favorite? What's your if you had to choose your role to start playing tomorrow? You know that you would offline. That would be your thing. Yeah. Okay. It suits my <laughs> personality 
as well. Like usually you have like you have like a postful leaning, (laughs) a very calm person. Like you have your postful leaning in the lane minute two, and you're just there solo leaning against two heroes, and you're just like, what can you do? You know. I was gonna say I don't know if like the offlaners of OG I will define them as the calm person. <laughs> we have fucking mad and a motherfucker. <laughs> Not sure those are like the the core lovable guys. No, I would I would say that on average, uh, it is probably one of those roles that require the calmer person. I mean, universe and uh, what's it called? There there are so many of these offlaners I feel have had to have had so much patience and learn to play like. 1v2 and stuff uh, s4 of course um i don't know i think it fits makes sense okay and peter you both were in alliance in different iterations of of this team you saw very different uh, works around and yeah how was you did you guys saw the video the ascent which is i think is the counter the centerpiece of today's week uh yeah i, I watched a bit of it i didn't watch the whole thing but i you know you okay. linked it to me and you was the first two minutes yeah yeah i've seen i've seen it for the most part so tell me how was it when you were there was it similar to that or is that just like a bad loda wasn't wasn't really in the loda wasn't really in the picture when i was there loda is kind of like your guys's coach now is that correct yeah so he's just taking a more like direct role it seems i think that he was doing something previously before they asked me to coach um like the the season before I, I kind of forget the timeline of everything but he was acting as a coach there they wanted they got they got a new coach that was me and then you know then i guess loda came back in and replaced me after i left but um yeah i very different teams i think you know i was with s4 and limp and Hanskin um and fng who are all no longer there so it's just nico baby and a bunch of new guys right and Sim, how was for you when you guys when you were there? The the structure, the leadership, did the team feel healthy when you were inside? Uh, like when we first joined the team and we won Div Two, everything was kind of on the highs, you know, like the atmosphere, the feelings, everything was just good. Of course, we were losing a lot of scrims during that period of time, but it didn't matter because we were winning officials. And there were moments where it was like kind of dark and uh like kind of very emotional comments directed at me there was i think there were like a lot of problems before i joined this team and i ended up being all these problems were like put on me for some reason i'd say most of them the scapegoat yeah fair enough um so sorry maybe i'm a little out of the loop are you still are you still on the team no i i left left okay you guys have like one more game left but you guys are pretty much being relegated yeah. to division two again right yeah. so that's you're like okay like not gonna finish the season <laughs> just gonna peace out huh yeah i mean i kind of uh we had like this talk after we lost against who is it did we lose the fifth game i don't remember who but we had this talk at night at like midnight and we were trying to be honest with each other and Nico kind of went up front and just said, like, the org wants to, like, they are thinking of kicking you if your performance is bad for, like, the next few weeks. And when Nico was asking about everyone else's opinion about, like, how they felt when he said this, no one said anything. And then I decided to 
think about this all night and see where the real problem is because I don't think the problem is just me. It can never just be one person's fault. It's a whole team collectively. And for them to kind of put the blame on me is surprising, honestly, because we have so many different problems and it's not just... I wouldn't say I was playing great. Of course, I had my good and bad games, but I tried my best given the circumstances, you know. Yeah, to you, what was what do you feel like was like one of the most glaring problems with your team? We you had to just speak to something at a high level. We weren't agreeing to one idea because in Dota, you want to agree to like one idea you have and we always wanted to do something different. Like if you want to hit a tower, then someone's going to farm a camp, an extra camp we don't need to or someone's going to go somewhere else and do their own thing. Like we never followed one idea that was the biggest issue we had a lot of arguments about this as well and do you feel like the like the org itself like the you know like loda and i guess maybe just i don't know how far it goes but maybe loda do you feel like he is the one kind of directing these like roster changes and things or do you feel like it's more i like, think within the team from what i know loda was asking about me like everyone like how they feel about me and I think gotcha. all of like them, so very leading questions is yeah all of the, he asked i'm not sure if this is true or not but from what one of the players told me is he asked like if i'm ready to carry on playing like in the team and they all said no so the, this was after like already made my decision to leave we just had like these one-on-one -on -one talks and yeah. everyone was like being more open about things so yeah, I actually wanted to bring, sorry, Peter, I, I actually wanted to bring Peter and Johan on purpose to this conversation because you guys are two of the most inspiring leaders I have ever been around inside and outside of the game, but you are very different from each other in some elements. I, I think, Peter, you were more, you had a much clearer idea of what you wanted to do and how you wanted to play. And I think that a lot of the success that EG had during those years were how you wanted to play it. Well, Johan maybe had a more of the idea of just free flowing. Obviously, I'm, I'm incredibly reducing this to a, something that I can say in one sentence. But yeah, you're gonna you're gonna piss both of us off here. Pretty yeah, soon, I sorry think. about that. But you know, like I wanted both of you to have that dialogue of: Is this a healthy way of running a team? Is there better things we can do? Can you achieve success in different ways? You know, because I don't know. I'm just set up that conversation that way. Because for me, when I saw Lotus video, we're you know not on the OG way at all. Completely the opposite. I'll let Notel go first. Uh, I mean, not an easy question to answer. Is there one way? For sure not. Is there one way for every team? I, I would highly doubt it. I don't think so. I think people are very different. And depending on the group you end up with, I think a lot has to probably change with your dynamic power structure, hierarchy, and so on and so forth. There are probably healthier ones and probably no team in the world where somebody feels bad or you know targeted or you know there's like i mean asymmetrical has has a story with with this i wanted to ask like your overall impression later of, of the dota scene but this story i've heard a million times i've lived it a million times or like you know many times and and it is uh human nature i think and, and but yeah to answer your question no there's definitely multiple ways you're gonna you can run a successful team and there are multiple ways you're gonna have to if you're gonna want to do it like with high success rate. I think a lot depends on then the group you end up with. 
personality mix, you know, um, how and how many strong voices and, you know, all the different analogies you can, you can throw at it with like too many cooks in the kitchen and so on and so forth. Some will be impossible to, to make work. Some will be extremely hard, but possible. Maybe very few are going to be easy, you know, I imagine so. <laughs> I think, yeah, I'll add to that. I'll say winning is never easy, or at least it seems that way. Some, sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you go to your tournament and you're like, oh, this was, this was way too easy. Like, I've, you know, we're in the finals all of a sudden. But generally speaking, it's a struggle from beginning to end. And I think that finding the right um, group of players to kind of create like that perfect storm where, you know, it's chaotic enough that you're able to speak openly and address your problems and your weaknesses, but also positive and nice enough to where people still like each other and have that, like that team camaraderie and, you know, they want to win. They don't want, they don't want the team to fail so they can blame that guy, <laughs> which does happen. I think Yeah, as teams kind of get closer to their, their end times. So that answer your question, Jay. It does. It does. You guys are both very ESPN, you know, very polite way of it. But it was a really good answer. I would say that you mentioned... There's only one way to run a team. Only I know how yes. to run a team. Is that the answer you wanted? No. <laughs> no, I think more of like, yes. Okay, so I understand the, the macro level of it. The macro level of it, there is different ways. But you said something very interesting, Peter. You said that when the team feels like it's coming to an end, like you can feel it. And because yeah. I think that sometimes people are like, oh, well, why did you change this player? Why do you change this player? So how does it feel when you're inside a team? Because Johan, before Tile left and you, PPD, have been in many times in this place. How does it feel internally? Like it feels that there's no solution, no hope, you lost faith. Yeah, so there's uh, these moments, these moments happen. I mean, this can literally just be one bad day of scrims, right? Like you go into scrims, you go 04, you go 06, all of a sudden it feels like your team is, the, it's the new lowest of lows, right? It's like, what's going on? And uh, as Symmetrical sort of alluded to in his story, you have like these heart to hearts, right? Where you have these honest, open conversations where you try to say, hey, like this is your chance to kind of say what's on your mind, say what's on your heart, you know, say it. So, and maybe it'll create a solution i think when everybody kind of airs out their grievances they kind of get out on the table that's when your leader steps in and says hey like i know times have been tough but this is what we're going to do tomorrow and hopefully you know because generally speaking everybody wants to win right everybody wants to be successful everybody wants the team to be good uh generally people will kind of come around at least in the short term to um try to have some positive change you can only do that so many times, I think. And at a certain point, or as you get closer to the end of the DPC season, or the end of the, uh, you know, I'll use my best example is with NIP at TI9. We had, this is my worst group stage I've ever had at TI. We got eliminated. We got 17th slash 18th, which is like, those are the only two real last places at TI because you go from like 100K to like 500K in prize money. But anyways, towards the end of that group stage, we really felt like we were dead. Like those last two games, we had no chance because the team was just destroyed. Because there's just been, there was two, I like to think that we Don't tried, a mental game. We tried to fix it, right? Many times, it just wasn't working. And people lost hope, I guess, is where it is. It kind of how it spiraled towards the end which was unfortunate, but 
I don't know. I've never been on that roller coaster before, so it was a unique experience for me. Uh, that roller coaster sucks, bro. I don't want you don't want to get on that ride, but sometimes you just don't know which ride you're getting on. <laughs> yeah, that's the part of you know taking chances, you know, leap of faith, etc. So you're Jay, you're you know you're trying to you're trying to drama bait, right? You're trying to no, get us to talk all. about this load of video. You want us to like? No, I mean the way a lot of video. I can just leading. do it myself if I want to just bait him and just well, follow on Twitter. I, but I was so gonna, my yeah. my experiences with the Lions when I was there coaching is that they were sort of aimless. I to be quite honest, I don't think that S four S four gets a lot of um, positive praise for being a very nice guy and being a cool, calm, collected leader. But in my experiences, I don't think that he was much of a leader at all. He was generally like the last person to show up to practice and didn't really contribute or share like his ideas to the extent that he needed to, to get everybody on board. And that caused the team to just sort of be aimless and they avoided those difficult conversations rather than taking them head on. And that was why they didn't like me there because I made them have those conversations. They just wanted to avoid the conflict in general. And I think that's maybe what Loda is trying to do with your team or was trying to do with your team, Sim. Um, I mean, who was the captain, right? Who is who was sort of leading things? Um, uh, Stoma, mainly, but like it was more of like a collective thing because I know in Dota, like you have this one main guy who has the ideas and you have to follow this guy's idea. Otherwise, you like you get kicked, let's say. And Yeah, there's clicks, right? There's certain... Yeah. You know, hey, these two players have more say than the other three. Like, or... you have these timings from 0 to 10, 10 to 20, and then from later on, it's just how the players want to play. But we never really had the one main guy who we had to follow these ideas with. And... Yeah, so I guess my critique of that is I'm not saying that you need, like, this... Uh... You don't need this strong leader to tell everyone how to play Dota, but sometimes you need that strong leader who's willing to speak up and maybe say the wrong thing when nobody else, when the room goes quiet, right? When there's that awkward, what do we do next? Somebody has to say something and that's the leader. The leader is the one that steps up and says something when nobody else wants to talk. Yeah, and I, mean, I think that's that, that, that is, that's a void that needs filled on any team, I think. So I, I spoke to Loda when I was coaching, we had like a phone call after the tournament and we kind of had this like, you know, heart to heart conversation about how we felt about the team. He mentioned a lot of the same struggles that I was having, uh, where, you know, people were just avoiding the elephants in the room and I, you know, I can relate. And when I watched the video, I, I understand what he's trying to do. Is he going about it in the best way? Probably not, but that's very subjective. And I think he's just doing his best. Like he's just trying to help the team in any way that he can. Is how I saw it. Yeah. Just so you know, I was not really trying to drama bait, but I think that when I saw that video, is first Loda cares. He cares a fucking yeah, lot. He, he does care for sure. He does. Like, care. He has no bad intentions in whatever he mm -hmm. says for sure. And then I feel that for me, that conversation, from what I read and I don't know, is is probably a few months late where frustration has already built, you know? It has crystallized the frustration, and now it's just ranting and screaming. I feel that there were maybe healthier ways to not get to where you have to go and have that, you know? Because by then, there's nothing constructive you're doing. When you're telling your players, like, don't be scared of fucking up, but be scared of fucking up. 
and then, then that's a very complicated message, you know? So it's my job on the line and I have to be scared. And I don't know, for me, it was like, look, he cares, he cares. That's why Alliance has done well in the past. But I really think that the world has changed, you know? And maybe I'm just the boomer saying this, but everybody is more sensitive than they used to be before. You have to always be more careful how to speak. But also we've learned, you know, that there are healthier ways to talk to people to enable them. And I don't know, that's what you said. It was very subjective, which is why you're here, you know? Like, hey, what is your subjective approach or your subjective analysis? And when you have to speak, you know, with a young Sumail that like we talk about it, he was already starting to get a little bit more famous and now he was more like, well, I don't need to listen to you, you know? But you still have to get everybody in the room. It's tricky, you know? And I don't like double-guessing people from far away. I've never done that, but you guys have. Yeah, maybe like, Johan, how do you guys go about those difficult conversations? I'm sure they happen, right? Yeah, of course. And I think a lot of, basically all of it has to do with absolute transparency. If you can be fully transparent with uh, who you are, what you are, why you're there and everything, I think 99% of all these team struggles uh, tend to not happen, but it's also the hardest part. Um, things like, you know, if, 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 the end of the year CI is an elephant in the room or at the end of the, uh, if you're a new team and you feel like each TPC season, you want to reevaluate what you're doing, just, just mention it, talk about it, be open, be professional, you know, uh, Hey, things are, are not fucking good enough. It's, I don't think you're trying hard enough. I don't think you're, uh, maybe the right fit, you know, and if he's not, if you, whatever it is, like you can say it nicely and you can be transparent, you can be honest about things and you can do things in the right, in, in, in the right way. And there, do, there doesn't have to be any taboo. Sometimes it's really fucking hard. I get it. And sometimes you can't think of the words and the way to do things. I, I also, I think it will happen to everyone and it will take practice. But as a group, if you can do that, it's all these problems don't tend to happen as much. Um, I also think that there is of course some times you are just going to be in bad experiences and it might be out of your control. Uh, like it could have been, I mean, again, the, I think the beginning of the uh, Ascent video doesn't make Loda look very good because he seems super frustrated and he's sharing a lot of negative shit with the team. And it's like, this is what not to do uh, in his position, especially like, I think he needs to have more headspace than anyone else to avoid this, you know, players, they get into the game and yeah, like, like PPD was saying before, you lose six games in a row for some reason, the world is just trash. Everything is shit. And, and that's part of the competition and, and so on. Um, but how do you avoid those difficult conversations? You don't, or like, how do you deal with them or cope with them is you just have to go through it. You know, you just have to have them. Uh, I think it's the only way honesty and, and everything and, and yeah, like be real with each other. And then I think that's how you build any good, uh, relationship you know, with people in any context, kind of. I guess my lead up question would be is like, like you have these difficult conversations, you talk about probably the things that you want to change, the things that you want to do better tomorrow. Yes. What's the best way to sort of like memorialize those and put them into action, you know, moving forward? Yeah. I mean, there are things such as responsibility and uh, accountability, you know, you people open their mouth and say, I will show up tomorrow at three or somebody says, I need this, this is bare minimum from everyone. Everyone give me a fucking yes on this. Everyone says yes. <laughs> and tomorrow they don't show up. I mean, you have two choices, right? You either go along with it, believing that it will get better or you don't believe it will get good enough. Like you're not willing to bend. It's, it's like, are you willing to compromise on this or not? 
if it's also a reoccurring theme, you know, because I've had to do that with players that were very talented and very good at what they do and have won tournaments and stuff with people like that. But I would still say that level of professionalism is, to me, is unacceptable. Like, yeah. But, but hey, it can work, a, you know, you and sometimes you push through. You have to, I think, if you don't, like, you're screwed uh, in these contexts, you know, especially online and, and people are far apart and whatever. It gets easier when you're together at a boot camp because everybody has to look at each other and suddenly, like, responsibility is through, like, 500%. But even then, yeah, you might have to ask more for people and, and so on. Um, part any? of it can also be not sharing the bad emotions and, and sharing things the right way, you know, because it doesn't help if somebody is feeling bad and sharing it all the time. Do you have any examples of how maybe you did this with, you know, maybe your current team? Like you don't have to like name names or anybody or anything, but like, was there anybody who was like, maybe not being the best professional uh, where you kind of had to remind them gently? Sure. I mean, I think Misha is the most professional in the team, but I'm going to choose him as an example because he can handle I it. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he led as a captain, as a person who also carries, I would say, at least twice the responsibility of anyone else in that team. And he's good at delegating and he is giving responsibility to, to others and he's not alone. But he, at the end of the day, is the one who has to keep adjusting the ship and adjusting things, if, especially if some things are not, go, uh, are not acceptable or not right or not going the way they're supposed to go. He is the one that has to do things. And at times, I think he let things slide, even with warnings, even with people telling him that, you're gonna regret this he has you know not done certain things because he does a million things every day and works incredibly hard but then there were some things he just let slide you know and i think you can it's a learning process sometimes you also have to go through it you know for people to have to go through it but uh and do you how do you deal with it you, it's it varies it's it's also a level of acceptability and and there is a process you know you know like you're you're on that low as a team and then you can get that positive spiral and you start peaking later on. I also think that 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 is part of the game and that's part of like the nature of, of, of these practice regimes uh, that you might hit lows so that you can hit highs. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it varies. I think some things are not acceptable and, and you can, you have to draw certain lines, you know? Is there any examples of things that you take to the team or do you mostly kind of take it to Misha and then let him take it to the team? Mostly for sure. Everything goes through Misha. Uh, I don't think I've, ever intervened in the team uh maybe once at stockholm i have or twice i have maybe said something I, I, I have to say this and and then it's up to people but uh yeah no it's everything goes through misha and they have made a super system and true helps a lot like true and misha are the ones who often say things the way they are and the way they, they have to be said and they're really smart smart with it too Who's true? i think that's the Who's main true? challenge of being also a good leader in a high intelligent uh, type of atmosphere is like, it is actually the way you word things. And one thing is how you word it, like be smart with the words you choose, but also just the energy that carries it. You know, if you combine the two, you can get the messages across that you need to get, you know? Um, and often the, how you have to carry a message is so different from pe person to person. Uh, For sure. Yeah. Some people are easy, right? They can handle the honest, the honesty, just straight up. Other people, yes, and gotta... some people are soft, and some people are also just not uh, ready for, yeah, for some things. But they can be if you really wrap it up in a certain way, you know. 
I'll give you, for example, uh, I will give you an example from my side. Obviously, when we went to the major, you know, we there was like a like a, like a first part of a tournament and a second part of a tournament, and I think everything changed after the fanatic game. I think there was this OG magic that people talk about. You start seeing it that is happening, but how we got there is that what people don't think. You know, it's not like we wake up every day. Okay, the OG magic is there. No, it's like some of the things are you have to work with them and you have to do that. And there's a specific things that has to happen in specific moments. But I think that big philosophy of OG is doing things through the captain. I think that that's something that Johan was always trying to do, empower the captain and empower Misha, because otherwise you have too many voices, you know? There is a, it's all a give and take. Like I would say there's the example of, you know, what do you like to play? Oh, cool. How do you like to play it? Oh, you're not sure? What about this? That's one example. But the other example could be Seba at the major after a game that they maybe won, but they didn't play so well, he, he tells everyone in the room is like, okay, you can either waste five years of your career or you can listen to me right now. And that's up to you, you know, it's both can work. And it is still, it's timing, it's setting, it's how you carry the messages uh, as much as the message itself. So what's the OG sauce made up of? What's the secret ingredients? Johan and tears, <laughs> tears, daughter grinding, no soul left, bro. All you have is this. And then eventually, uh, yeah, you just do what has to be done, you know, even if it is being super, uh, whatever it is to be a super good teammate, you know? Yep. I picked you guys uh, as favorites for that major, by the way. Really? Remember. Damn. Before I Seb said, or with I, I Seb? Said, with Seb. I said uh -huh. you guys and Tundra in the finals, I think. So I was a little wrong, but. Oh, just by one game. Yeah, I said OG was going to pull yeah. it out in the end. I think I believe that we were going to win it after... Uh, not, 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 I'm not going to say that we were going to win it, but it's like I felt after that... After the Fnatic game, people played better, and then, yeah, yeah. I knew we were, we were, we were likely to win. But before the Fnatic game, holy shit. No. Was this sort of like your first big win as like a spectator, Johan? Or I know you guys, you guys have done well on other stuff, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was. We just had the... I mean, there was like the Dubai where we won the first round, right? Um, after the group, uh, after, oh, how did it work? We had the group stage and then we won the first round. We finished fourth in the Dubai, I think. Yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, this was, I mean, obviously this was the biggest win as a spectator for sure. And Seb's first major as a player, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah, so where's Seb, man? What's he doing? You just win in the major and then just retiring again? Like it's like Beetlejuice. If you say Jeff Seb too many times, he shows up as a player again. <laughs> the guy has no fucking chill. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, Seem, I, I was going to bring the question for you. Like, obviously, when you started to switch to offlane, like, who were the people that you were looking at or inspired? You were like, I don't mm. know, because you have, obviously, these two gentlemen in this call right now. Honestly, for me personally, I don't really look up to one person. I kind of steal everything from someone because there's always something good you can take from a player. Like Amar, for example, the way he plays the lane is interesting. Seb, like with his play style is interesting. S4 as well. Like there's many players I always watch. There's not really one main offlaner that I look at. Of course, I think that's how it should be. At the end of the day, you're playing against Monkey King or Doom or whatever hero, you know, and then some people just show different shit on each hero. Yeah, I think it's important to keep an open mind. If you don't, you can lose to anyone. So Peter, what made you feel that we were that strong during the major? What was the, was the how we did by winning the European DPC or? I just think everyone else is weak right now, man. Like, God, it's a good point. 
It's a good point. <laughs> I give you that point. <laughs> I, I I tend to agree with you. I don't yep. know what's happening. Everybody's shaking. Like I think Secret's getting their shit together though. But uh, yeah, like more and more. Like they were so bad before. Yeah, I'm just a fan, but obviously like a little bit biased. I just believe in strong leadership or good leadership, whatever you think, strong, strong, good or synonyms in this situation. But I just think like having Seb and No-Tail behind the team kind of just gave you guys such a unique advantage compared to what was coming from other teams. There's a lot of there's a lot of new talent in Dota, which is kind of surprising, but cool. Um, but you obviously see like when you're on the main stage in front of I don't know, 1,000, 2,000 Swedish fans, like things are different. I mean, speaking about that, I see, I think a part of it is still the new talent comes in because more old talent is about to also go out and has been retiring or, you know, taking time off. Uh, Symmetrical, how's your DPC experience been? How intense has this type of Dota been? Because I can tell you, it's not always been like this, far from it. This is not how competitive Dota used to look like. What do you feel like? For me, it felt like it was very draining mentally and physically because you wake up in the morning. We were boot camping for like two months as well, each boot, boot camp. So it was very long for me. And every day was like, uh, some days it felt like a chore, honestly, which is not how it's supposed to be because you want to enjoy the grind and enjoy playing the game. And at some points, you kind of like question yourself why you're doing this, you know, every day. Because we were losing a shit ton of scrims. Like, I feel like now I'm a very good loser. Like, nothing can stop me. I could lose another year and I wouldn't care. But we were losing a shit ton of scrims. Like, we were very inconsistent. Like, one day we'd go 6-0. The next day we can go 0-6 against the same teams. And I'm not sure why. Like, if there were problems before I joined the team. Or the problems, like, kind of built up very quickly when I joined the team. Like, I can't. I've been thinking about it for like the past few days and I can't really pinpoint every issue, but I know the main reason was that we weren't agreeing to one idea. That was the main reason why. And then there's like always small things like we're not working hard enough. Like I think Aramis was playing the most pubs because I believe in hard work, especially as like a new player, like you can always play more pubs, learn different things from the heroes you're playing and stuff like this and I don't think we were doing this enough honestly I think the person playing the least was Nico and he kind of said that he didn't need to play pubs because the meta was the same for one year and I was at first I believed him because I thought it was true but then I kind of realized like people are playing different heroes and then he's stuck with his same heroes you know sure he plays good on them but it's hard for me to work around it sometimes and you know I think in the end we it didn't work out because you know there's other things like I didn't really align with Aramis sometimes like from the start I was only allowed to play like four of my best heroes which were like Mars, Timber, DK and Tide and then from there we kind of like went off path with the heroes and I started playing like 15 dark sick games and pubs i lost all of them we played it in the scrim and we lost 15 minutes and i didn't want to play dark again you know like i think the the build up from this team was wrong for me at least as a player because i'm also switching roles so i need to develop my play style you know and find out who i really am because i feel like 
I don't know who I am right now, honestly. Like, as an offlaner, what my playstyle is, what heroes I like to play. I'm kind of lost, so I decided to leave for that reason as well. But overall, I think the stress part of it was something I could handle, but I wasn't used to the pressure. And I actually spoke to Bunkers about this, and he told me, like, you should just feel like you're playing like home, playing at home. So I would spend 15 minutes just going out because we live next to the dock in the boot camp. And I would just look at the view and listen to mu some music. And it helped a lot. You just think about nothing and empty your mind and come into the game like fully prepared, you know. Damn. I mean, that's a good, that's a good habit to get in the zone. Uh, and it's always fun finding yourself as a player, I think, or that's, that even though I maybe at, at the moment you're like, I'm not sure, whatever, wish I knew something, but I think that's it's one of the most nice things when it's new and you don't know where it's going. Um, but yeah, I heard you, that you felt like it's a grind and shit. I, I can tell you that a lot of people feel that way. And uh, a lot, I think the smart teams are finding out ways to cope with that more and, and are doing a way better job than, than even we were around the TA 10 times because I think everyone was experiencing extreme burnout for us. And I don't think we were maybe smart enough with how we actually played the season out. Um, but yeah, man, best of best of luck getting used to it because I, I think it's not easy. I think it's not easy. Yeah, it's not it's easy definitely for sure. Now, now that we have like a more standard sort of system, like Dota used to just be crazy and madness and there were so many tournaments and so many lands, you'd have to like, hey, I'm not going to travel this weekend. Like you'd have to turn stuff down. But now that things are like a little bit more regulated and scheduled, I guess that's an angle that I hadn't really thought about is like, how do you, how do you best prepare your year in advance, right? Like, what do you need to do to make sure that it is a higher sacrifice? It is a higher sacrifice. I would say, Peter, still like playing the DBC, even being European in Europe, unless you're the team that never boot camps, then maybe you have some more, you know, days and stuff at home. But I still find myself like, this is more sacrificing than it was before. Yeah, I always tried to make like boot camps like a second home. You know, that's why I always wanted to be like, I know it's like more expensive to like be in the center of Stockholm, for example. But for me, like Aramis, you talk about going to the dock and like, you know, listening to music for me every morning, I would just like walk out and like get a coffee. You know, that'd be like my morning thing to like get away from a computer and just like have, you know, have my time. Um, it kind of helped me level myself before I stepped into the office, I guess. But and there's no place like home. Right, you can't replace it. But if you can get someplace close, that helps. Was it like that for you for you when you were younger as well? When we were in Alameda? I wasn't in Alameda, man. I lived there for like a month. I, I when we I were there to... for the boot camps, yeah. But that was like we didn't really leave the house at all. Well, I've been uh, I have a long a lot of experience of just staying in the hotel, so <clears throat> I don't know. You gotta find you gotta find something to motivate you. I get that it's more draining and more taxing now with the new schedule. I understand that. Um, I don't necessarily disagree. I just, yeah, I don't think anybody's like a huge fan of the situ like the, this the the way that things have gone. Um, but we're living in a complex world, so. Well, look, we don't have to only talk about this. I also think that we have a lot of other things that we can uh, review. Obviously, the North American League is upside down right now with Nouns doing really well. And now we have to figure out who's going to go to the major. Yes. We have the famous... The crypto DAO team. 
the crypto DAO team. We yes. have obviously the tweet from Seb saying that Farah was the worst kicked ever. And then Tundra started doing better. Yeah. And then Farah goes to Quincy Crew and then Quincy Crew looks better than before, you know? So. Oh, yeah. True. I guess there's a Farah magic now in Quincy. Farah's great. Big fan of Farah. <laughs> serious or you're serious? I'm serious. Right. I, I liked Farah. Him and I, we butted heads, but you, we butted heads in a good way. He was very positive, very constructive. Uh, a good guy to have in your camp, I think. How do you see the North American Dota right now? As the expert on site. Wait, wait, I'm just looking at this. So this means, wait, 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 hold on. This means that if EG loses, like Quincy has a chance to beat EG and five Rat Force stuff has to play Nouns. Mm-hmm. So then Nouns is going to make it over EG as well. Yes. So it's going to be Quincy and Nouns instead of TSM and EG. Correct. TSM is, <laughs> TSM is not going to the major already. Uh, or there would be the potentially, no, there could be yeah. like in a three-way tie. Like it's usually a three-way tie in NA, right? And then they have that last day where they all play each other and... No, but that can't happen anymore because they only have one game left, EG and Nouns. Yeah, but EG beats Quincy. Quincy is six and one. EG six and one. Nouns wins. Oh, now, six and oh, one. you're right. Sorry, that three way tie. Oh, that's pretty high too. Oh shit. That's what always. That's what always used to happen between uh, yeah, TSM, EG, TSM, yeah. or EG. It was Qu EG Quincy Crew and uh, what was their name last year? I have the no TSM idea. guys. TSM. It seems like they're dying. <laughs> Undying. Yes. yes. See, this Good guy job. knows. He pays attention. Yeah. So that, that that's how it's always been. Uh, but the four Zoomers, aka Nouns, really stepping up this season. Yeah, Seafreak, our boy. Well, yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm curious. Like, I know they have they're, they're boot camping, right? Which is pretty um, irregular for them. That's a new thing this season. So maybe that's really been the difference. So it's because they're very strong, or because everybody else is shit, and they're weak. <laughs> uh, no, I think. Well, I don't know. I mean, TSM just got second at the major, and now they're not going to the America major, mm -hmm. right? It's pretty sad. I think it's, I would say, like, I mean, I think that these three or four teams are relatively good. EG looks much better with Fly. TSM, you know, they came off a big tournament, but, you know, you're only as good as your last game, so things can slip. And, yeah, you've got some hungry... Uh, a hungry Quincy crew sort of reunited with Les Lau, who I've always been a big fan of. And now they have Fada, a, a true captain. And uh, I'd say, I mean, to me, like, Nouns is the big surprise, obviously. Um, just because, like, I wouldn't look at any of their players, and no offense, but I just, outside of, like, maybe Husky, I don't really, I wouldn't put a bet on any of them really being, like, big successful Dota players in the future. Maybe that's too based, but... <laughs> um, I mean, it, prove me wrong, right? Like, be my guest. Like, good for you. Like, they don't care what I think, you know? Nor should they. I love, I love when you talk like that. People. <laughs> like, I, do it, I do it too, right? I think it should, I think it's how everyone should be. Like, fuck it. Like, supposed to be like, you care. Gunner, my opinion. Gunner had his chance with me on NIP. He didn't impress. <laughs> <laughs> I played with Moo. I played with Moo on when I came back and played a little bit in NA. Was not that fun. I think Z Freak has been playing. A lot of other games throughout his career i don't know if you guys yeah i mean that's been an issue for a lot of my ex-teammates too a lot uh, of other times. games maybe those life sucker games known as the mmos I mean, path of exile man oh my path God. of exile world of warcraft like you <laughs> name it like those games still they'll, they'll suck your life away right all of a sudden you're you know you're not playing six pubs a day you're playing one or zero 
and you're just showing up for scrims and then off to your other game. I have a story with somebody that I know, which I would not say their name, had a second account of Path of Exile, so we wouldn't know when he was playing. That's smart. Yeah, that's good. I yeah. Think, well, yeah, obviously you just go invisible on Steam, right? Amateur hour. But they might see you in the game. Like, uh, my company, Esports Engine, we started a <laughs> started a WoW Classic guild when it kind of got restarted up, and um, our boss man is like, he's like one of the biggest players. So we like, it's like we're all on WoW like during the day, like you know during work hours, but we're just like not saying anything about it. It's, just like, <laughs> it's like it's like if he's playing, I'm okay to play, right? Uh, <laughs> is boss man online? Oh, he's online. I can go play. Hey Johan, yeah. can I do that? Every single time I see you say playing, can I play too? Yeah, sure, bro. I haven't touched Dota in a month and a half. So you're you're fucking working. I'm looking. I see. <laughs> I like Husky though. Husky's Husky? a, a new. I didn't know much five. about him. Where was he before? He was on the four Zoomers team. He's just All a right. young young guy. Um, yeah, up and comer, new five position. I don't know if he's like a strong like captain type, but he's good. Okay. And what do you have to say about Europe and what's happening right now? It's also been quite crazy. Let's check out the standings. OG, number one, what a surprise. Guaranteed mm -hmm. major, classic. You guys are coming to Texas? Yeah, dude, of course. You coming? I'm actually, I'm actually not going. No. I have to go. Yeah, I'm leaving for London, okay. like the Monday. So, I mean, I could fly from Dallas to London, but it seems, seems like too much. Um. So yeah, what's I mean, what's crazy over there? I don't see anything. Well, like secret alliance O twelve. <laughs> Sim thoughts. There's gonna be some tiebreaker with entity and secret, I think, because entity is gonna play against alliance tomorrow, and <laughs> I know yeah. the results. Entity is. Oh, you know the results. I know oh, what wait. the result will be for tomorrow's game. Oh, I thought you said it was like pre-recorded, like it no, was already no. done. <laughs> Who's replacing you? Uh, I think it's some Russian guy. I don't know. Some they, Russian guy. Yeah, sounds good. He used to play in Hellraisers, I think. I don't know his name though. Draxar, Draxar, something like that. I don't know. All right. So what's Jay? What's surprising about EU to you? Well, I think for me it was Secret. Uh, we were gaming gladiators. Yeah, as well. gaming, gladiators. gaming gladiators. They uh, they were number two, uh, one on the first tour, and then two on the second. Yep. All right, who's got some hot takes? I, I did NA. I think I did more than enough on NA, so you guys got to be the experts over I there. Mean, same thing with TSM, I guess. Like, they made it to the major, maybe that was enough. Now, fat and easy, you know, you just chill. No, I don't know. Dota is not easy, bro. I, that's, that's That would be my takeaway for, like, gaming gladiators. Like, why did they not also then get good enough? Maybe they were, I think they were a pretty limited team in terms of draft, and I think... When Dota looks like this, and it's, it's like this with uh, all the teams grinding, everybody grinding all the time, you're going to have to also expand and reinvent meta and get with it and whatever. Um, so that would be my light take on it, you know? And then I also think it's fatigue, potentially. Fatigue, at least for... If they've been really grinding the first two seasons and now it's season three, is like again and again. Like, I can see how it's hard. That's right. There's three seasons this year, right? There's only two last year. I, think. I mean, there were supposed to be three like lands, oh, right? But the first, but the first was major was canceled, so you guys did yeah. the big. You guys did the the, the, four, the four week season just for fun. Yep, yeah. just for fun. Hey, hey, and twenty seven thousand dollars. Okay, it's just yes, also yeah. true for four, seven, eight weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's unfortunate. 
Do you still uh, watch a lot of Dota, Peter? Uh, yeah, yeah, I watch a lot. I actually play a decent amount still. Oh, you're playing? Yes. Oh, shit. Nah, I, a I went on like a, or? yeah, I went on like a six-game win streak, and then I went on like a seven-game loss streak, which I haven't oh. touched it since. So <laughs> I'm on break, but. You you win uh, six of them and it's like I'm ready for TI. You lose six again. Dude, I was, like, I was about to I was about to hit uh like eight K. I know it's like nothing, but like my MMR is like se I've always been like seven five to eight K in NA. And uh I was about to hit eight K MMR. I was like, you know, I figured there was some inflation, right? I had to like catch up to my real rating. So I was like down to rank three hundred. I was like usually one hundred or whatever. So it's like, oh, like, you know, so I'm just going to win. I'm just going to keep winning until I get to my real ranking. But then the lost streak came in and it was bad. It was just like. Oh, the classic. Forced losses, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, 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 no, no comeback for me, I th no. think. Well, that's what they will say. You know, EG, EG was trying to negotiate. Uh, they wanted to bring me on. They wanted to sign me, but I was too expensive for them. So. So they went with Tal. Tal was yeah, the second option. Yeah, he, he, I. <laughs> He really lowballed me, I think. He went way down. So you think that EG will, will play better with Tal than with Jesse? Yes. Yes, of but course. the same was... learning curve, or it's just it's, they have the same upside with Jesse than with Tal? The team with Tal was insanely good. They got like second at TI. They got second at two majors, right? I mean, they have uh, Nightfall is like the only new player now, really, replacing Ice Ice Ice. I think that's an upgrade, personally. So, I think they have a great roster right now. I don't see why they can't be super successful. Any disagreements, No-Tail? I don't think they'll win, T.I. No, but, I mean, top, four, not good is, enough. top four is pretty good. Not good enough. Well, what would you, if you had to... There's only one place that's good enough, bro. Otherwise, can't... All right, so what, would they need a new carry? You got to replace Arteezy, or what are you thinking? Sam, you, you, gotta, you got a I fresh perspective, yes. man. What do you think? I feel like Arteezy always strikes at TA, and he's been playing <laughs> for so guy, long. That... <laughs> Take it easy, man. There's a lot of Arteezy fans <laughs> listening, I'm sure. I mean, I'm just being honest. It's just my opinion. He he does choke in TA. Like, it's very easy to see. But I don't know what's up with him, so... You know, I also think he chokes in longer games for some reason. I don't know what's going on with his late game uh, view, but it's it's usually way off, I think, from all the other carry players. Like, yeah, and I, that could also be partly leadership. But I think it's been so many years now that if I were to make an EG roster that would work with, like, the, I think Crit is really good. It definitely can win TI with how good he is. Um, I would say Abed, also good enough. Yeah. Um, and then the rest, I would find new people, honestly. Like, if you want to get top one. But I don't know. It's not easy finding these people, you know? But I think these two, for sure, have what it takes. And the rest, they they have to change. You know, like, more has to change, you know? Yeah. But it's true that they had good results in the past, but, but I still, I, was, I don't think it's enough to win. I was curious about this. So when you guys made your new OG team, did you guys consider crit as four position? Or was, you know, was this too much of a, like, a amateur roster for him to be interested well probably a bit of both but uh, I, I would say i don't I, it's it's really weird between some people in competitive dota and i think that's also one where it's for some reason it's pretty weird um With what, the shoulder beef or what yeah that but it's also pre-og stuff like it's just very different ways of, of like looking at things i think um 
life and, and stuff, you know, and then I don't know. And I would say in OG has always been like, you know, a lot of open conversations, a lot of this and that. And for some people it's too cringe. And, and in the past, I think it's been too cringe for some people. Yeah. But in full disclosure, I did message uh, Andreas and I spoke to him and he was like, look, I'm happy in EG. And yeah. pretty much what Johan said, you know, like, I'm not sure if I want to get like a bunch of young guys, but it's also, it's not like we committed to please come and join us. It was like, Hey, Andreas, what's up? What do you have in mind? You know, what are you looking at? And I think that Tommy's personality was probably more in sync with what Misha wanted to build, you know? You know, Tommy was more like nurturing, oh, sure. loving, sure. creative. And when Misha came, you know, Misha, <laughs> I mean, I wish we had recorded. Okay, this is how we're going to play. It's going to be fun. We're going to be very strong. And, you know, Tommy was like, awesome. And can we do this? And <laughs> he was like, yeah, we can I do like that. I like Tommy. I like Tommy. You know, so Tommy came with like this, like he, Misha called it like a gener like energy generator, an energy generator of ideas. And Misha was receptive to all of his ideas. So I yeah. think the vibe was obviously things are working, right? Uh, I'm not, I wasn't trying to say that. I just no, think no, of course. with crit, but it's, I'm happy it's always it. been, you know, he's been so loyal to EG for such a long time. Right. And it's like, they're always, you know, always the, what, what, always the bridesmaid, never the bride sort of a thing with EG, it seems. And, you know, would he have a TI ring, right? If he stayed in Europe and stayed with OG, would he have more majors? Right. Or did he make the right decision, you know, committing everything to EG and RTC? So I don't know if he made the right decision, but he made the decision that he wanted. Sure. It sure. Very, very clear. Yeah. yeah. No, no, hundred percent. I'm just, I mean, we're, 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 we're doing like a lot of okay. gossiping and just having fun. Right. So that's, that's the thing is like, I think we all agree. Like crit is probably one of the best Dota players in yeah. the world, it's amazing. especially at his position. Um, you know, he should be a top three of TI every year. I would say, like you said, obviously it was the first message that we sent. Hey, great. What do you have in mind? You know, what are you up to? Yeah. It would be reckless for us not to at least message him and say, you know, he's been so, so good for so, so long. So, uh, sorry to change the subject randomly, but I think we're done here. But Sim, Sim, what's next for you, man? I know we're, we're coming to the hour. So. Uh, I mean, there's not really any point joining a team right now. I'm just going to play pubs and just grind it out. Maybe oh. cast some games. I'm. I was thinking of casting because you know, it's always English British people on the panel talking. I could be some analyst or something. I don't know that accent, huh? Think Harry you got Potter it. accent. Yeah, Harry Potter. <laughs> 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 yeah, Harry Potter, man. <laughs> you sound. You time. sound just like Harry Potter, man. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> you want to do Hogwarts? What's the famous Harry Potter quote? Can we get him to say one? Expelliarmus. Yeah. There you go. Just like him. Expelliarmus. <laughs> yeah, that was perfect, man. Thank you. Do you think about joining like a close qualifier team for TI, you know? Uh, See who's up, what's up? No, I don't think you so. You need a five? You need a five? Five? Five uh, position. <laughs> I have dabbled in the past. <laughs> That's only two players out of five though, so. Let's put together a team for the qualifiers, man. Is it open qualifiers? No, no so you, you have, have to, to get someone. You have to join oh, in a team. That's why that's I don't want to. It's ridiculous, man. That's why I don't want to join because you need to join a team. I mean, they between us, there is ways to circumvent that. This Peter, I don't remember after last year with Midwan, he got him, Mushi, and Ohio got together and pretty much just got a tier two slot, and that was it, you know. 
okay, this is our new team. And it was like, they just built a team ah, from the scratch. So you, just, you just come in and cloud on some younger players and just say, like, hey, man, better luck Are next you... year. <laughs> Correct. It ain't, so it ain't that is the time. way. That's the way to do it. No, I think I would not like to do that. It's a bad look. And how about but, you, Peter? Uh, What's up with your life in general outside of Dota? It's all good? Work, yeah, working hard, man. Yeah. Hustling over here. So running esports, making the world go round. <sighs> and you, Johan, are you going to join a close qualifier team? <laughs> of Valorant? <laughs> Thompson. Only, only if uh, no, he's too young. Only if Sev goes and everybody is above like twenty-eight, then, <laughs> then I think we can. I'll, I'll join it, and we gotta come up with a good nickname. And and yeah, I'll, I'll be down. You I can play with Gook. No, no, I can play four, so it could be me, you, Seb, right? You play five. Yeah. No, no, you're going to play carry. What are you talking about? You can Wait, play Seb five. Yeah, play... I can play carry. Oh, yeah, Seb yeah, is yeah. five two now. We got too many boomers on the team. Well, Seb <laughs> doesn't put words. He just plays on that lane. <laughs> Peter, I don't know if you saw the podcast where we talk about how Amar wouldn't let Seb put wards during the game. <laughs> yeah, I Because <laughs> he didn't know that. how to ward. <laughs> yeah, well, I agree. Court play, like these young core players, they actually know how to place their own wards because the wards are free. They grew up in that world. I was uh, so funny watching Seb play uh, five <laughs> at the major, dude. It's so much fun. <laughs> like all the pain, all the shit, you know, that fires go through, he didn't understand in the past. And now he's like, he came to me so many times saying, Johan, I'm so sorry. I'm okay. so <laughs> sorry for what I said. At least he wasn't playing uh, Lich or Ogre back in the buff days. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. He, he, he played a few games of, of Bane, and the message that I got in the middle of the night was, I'm not fucking playing Bane anymore. <laughs> Fuck this hero. This hero I think is that's, boring. I think that's why me and Netta and Fada didn't get along, because I played too much Ogre Magi. They were always just pinging me in game, telling me to bloodlust them over and over. And I was like, I'm, it's on cooldown. Like, I, I, I know to do this. Like, stop saying it. It's like too much, yeah, too much conflict. Dude, Peter, every single survive. time we come to this podcast, I always, fuck, I missed you so much on this scene. You know, I miss Dota too, man. I miss Dota. Come back. But maybe one day. I'll find one my day. way back in. Do you want to be part of a monkey business show? A more like a recurring guest? Ah, uh, you need the help, huh? I have my own show. I talk yeah, about yeah, I talk about blockchain gaming, Web3. Okay. Yep. I'm plugging it. It's called Bullish on Gaming. Check us out. Please, plug it in. Weekly shows. We'll put the link on the description. Yep. I'm the, I'm the crazy crypto guy. It's okay. I understand. Hey, we're crypto uh, enthusiasts. You guys are crypto friendly over there? Yeah, of course. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad See, you're woke. Yeah. I saw your mess, your your comment yesterday on, on Twitter. I thought it was really interesting. The FTX and the nouns and the DAO one. Yeah. Yep. And I actually yep. researched the noun DAO after I saw your your message because I didn't know much about them. Yeah. Sim, what do you want to plug yourself? And this or anything that you want to promote or say to your fans or anybody that has been wondering what the heck is going on with you and all this? You have a, a few minutes or a minute Any to talk. Any guys who can get me into casting, please contact me because uh, I'd love to do it. But other than that, I think just excited for the future. Like, I know it's been stressful for me, but honestly, it makes me more motivated to play regardless of what happened in the past. You always got to look at the bright side of things, you know? So that's about it. Man. Indeed. And you, Johan, anything you want to plug? <laughs> Get my fur Harry Potter in the in a in a live stream. Oh, I can't do it. Do you, do you want to bring Sim into your stream? You know he doesn't let me cast with him because he says that I have no fucking clue about Dota, which he's actually right about. 
Uh, yeah. He's right oh, about yeah. Yep. <laughs> Just. No, I'm dude. I'm super down. If uh, if you want to cast the next OG game next week, I'm casting every game. Sure, I'd be down to do it. I I'm you know I have, I'm capable to do anything. I can do play by play. You I go you got to be the hype. This guy's talented, man. He's talented. I'm, I'm not okay. the hype caster. Cool, cool. I can talk about anything I got else. Your I got your fam. You'll be my analyst. All right. My right hand. Awesome. Cool, cool. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining, Peter. It's always a pleasure having you here. Sim, dude, good luck in the future, and we'll see you on the Johan cast. And Johan, uh, we'll see you casting the next OG game, even though I think it's after this podcast comes out. Yes, and I'll be even more tan. Perfect. Thank you so much, everybody. Cheers. Thank you very much.